Hello, I'm Tracy Baconhaster, and welcome to the Break the Cycle podcast, brought to you today by Design and Renew Tribe, the number one membership community to empower you to find your purpose and live in financial freedom through education, support, and coaching. Be part of something bigger and reach your goals faster by joining a like-minded community of others on the same journey. The Break the Cycle podcast will help you to identify patterns in your life that are holding you back, share practical tools to create new habits, and to embrace the lives we're all called to live. So grab your favorite beverage, pop those earbuds in, and let's do this. Hey there, I am so excited that you are joining me today. Today's episode is all about introducing you to me, my story, how this podcast came to be, and what you can expect moving forward. Now, before we get into today's topic, I want to share with you something that I think you will love. This episode is sponsored by the Design and Renew Tribe, a membership community designed to empower you to break the cycle. This is your one-stop shop to be part of something bigger, a community of your peers getting the support, education, success, and exclusivity that you want and need to break out of the cycle that you find yourself in. Find your purpose and live in financial freedom. For $34 a month, get weekly group coaching and Q&A sessions, monthly and weekly themes, private groups, access to industry professionals, and so much more. See if it's a good fit for you with a free 14-day trial. Learn more by going to design-renew.mn.co. All right, now let's get to the show. Welcome. I'm so excited to be kicking off this podcast and what better way than to get a little vulnerable with you and tell you my story. The reason I want to share this with you is because I want you to have a good understanding of what has shaped me over my lifetime and made me the person I am today. You know, my story prepared me to be here talking to you and I wanted to be open and vulnerable with you and really be able to share information and kind of tell you my history, my past, you know, why I do what I do now and kind of the path that led me here. I think it's really important to share this with you just because of what this podcast is about. It's about breaking the cycle and how can you break the cycle if you've never done it yourself? How can I talk to other people about breaking a cycle in their life if I haven't done it? So just for the aspect of vulnerability, building trust and relationship with you, I want you to know my journey, what I've been through, and the cycles that I've been able to break in my life, and I want to be able to help you do the same. So let's get started. So let's talk about me, the high school, Tracy. When I was in high school, I was a really good student, you know, AB student, did really good in school, really good in my classes, always was there to please. You know, I was involved in sports, and I, I knew a lot of people. I went to a small school. I think our graduating class was like 150 students, right? So pretty small. We all knew each other, maybe not great, but we all at least knew each other. I wouldn't say I was popular, but I was known by everybody. Um, I was always a tomboy growing up. I grew up out in the country. So, you know, riding dirt bikes and four-wheelers and doing those kind of fun things. So ended up kind of being friends more with guys than with girls, just because I related better. I wasn't a drama person. And then I just kind of hung out with some of the guys. During high school, I experienced a lot of things that a lot of high school students go through, you know, kind of helping how, you know, who am I as a person, finding your identity. A lot of the issues I struggled with in high school, you know, kind of came out of my parents got divorced when I was in middle school and didn't have the best relationship with my dad during that time. We were really close when I was little growing up, but kind of went through a season where we really weren't that close. And it started to kind of cause me issues and cause me to start looking for 
that acceptance, that love, that attention, affection, those types of things from men. And so I started making some poor decisions in high school. I started kind of looking for those things, for that fulfillment, to feel that love and affection and, you know, care from boys in school, you know, and from the guys that I was in high school with and was very vulnerable to those things. I didn't have any good self-confidence in myself, um, didn't have any good self-respect, which I think a lot of young ladies in high school and college can relate to sometimes of not really respecting yourself. Sometimes doing those things, you start making decisions that you wouldn't have normally made if you had respect for yourself. And so I, you know, dated a lot of different guys um, in high school. You know, we all know what people want a lot of the time in high school, you know, hormones are rampant, those types of things. And it was never something I really wanted, um, but I really struggled with saying no to those things because of that whole mentality of, oh my gosh, if I say no, if I turn them down, then they're not going to like me. They're going to break up with me. They're going to hurt me. And then I'm going to end up right back where I was. And the reality is that's not really true, right? But as a teenage girl, that's what went through my head that even if they did break up with me, who cares, right? I wouldn't want to be with somebody that's going to break up with me for that now. But at the time, you know, it was devastating. Oh my gosh, they just, it broke my heart. And so made a lot of poor decisions during that time, um, which actually led to some very unfortunate circumstances, um, two different incidents during high school that um, I honestly have not shared this with anybody outside of my very close-knit circle. So you all are getting some serious insider information on me now, um, where two incidents, um, both with ex-boyfriends, where I put myself in a, a not-so-good situation where I went back to talk with them and you know, get there maybe some of my things that I'd let them borrow or whatnot and uh, got in the, you know, was in the room alone with them and they decided they wanted to, you know, make a move on me. And instead of saying no, like I wanted to say, and, you know, I didn't fight back or do all those things. And I know in our culture, you know, looking at date rape and all these things, it is something that a lot of people don't understand. And, you know, you see it in the movies and it's always very violent and very, you know, horrible and tragic and you feel so bad for that person they're fighting for their life and they're trying to get away from them and they can't and that definitely happens but what I experienced also happens where you just are in a situation and you're so afraid that you don't say anything that you don't fight back you kind of just freeze up and you just lay there and you just take it and then you feel absolutely horrible about yourself after the fact you know so just High school on that aspect for me is very rough. Um, I really didn't know who I was. I really didn't, you know, love myself or see the value in myself. And so made these decisions and did these things. I never told anybody, you know, I didn't go tell my parents after that happened. I was just like, oh, it's my fault. You know, I, I shouldn't have been there. I should have told them no. I should have done this, that, and the other. And I didn't. And the reality is it really wasn't my fault. You know, a lot of people in that situation, you think, oh, yeah, it, it was definitely your fault. You put yourself there. But that's not really true. And so at the end of high school, though, I ended up having uh, getting married, actually, right halfway through my senior year. I was 18 years old and got married to my high school sweetheart at the time. We had dated off and on all through high school. And he was a year older than me. He was going into the military. So we decided, you know what, let's get married now because I want to be able to go with you when you deploy or when you, um, sorry, when you go through your training and get stationed somewhere. I don't want to be stuck in Ohio while you're going wherever else it is, or you're living on base and I can't live with you because we're not married yet. So we decided to get married um, at 18. Not always the best decision. It works out for some, did not work out for us, but that's okay. We ended up going to live upstate New York. So we were 
stationed up at the Fort Drum base up in Watertown, New York. We were living there together for about three months after I graduated high school and he got his orders to deploy for a year to Afghanistan. So there I was, you know, 18 years old, sitting up in this place that was even worse than Ohio's weather, being very alone, being very confused on, you know, what was going on in my life, still not having a good identity of myself at all. Um, still having no confidence in myself at all. You know, I worked at the local mall and several retail establishments. Um, during the deployment, we both had a lot of issues going back and forth, both emotionally, physically, those types of things where we just were kind of never on the same page. It was one week, we love each other. And next week, nope, I don't love you anymore. Let's, you know, this isn't going to work. When he got back a year later, we tried to kind of renew things and make things right. Reality was it wasn't going to work out. You know, he had different values. He wanted different things in life than what I wanted, and I just knew it wasn't going to work no matter how much I wanted it to. So I ended up packing up all my things, moving back to Ohio, being in a very bad place as I was going through a separation and divorce that I really didn't want at the time. I wanted it to, you know, I was raised in a Christian home, and my thought was, no, you're supposed to make it work. You're supposed to be married forever. And I was just very frustrated, and I, he was pretty much my best friend. You know, we had been really good friends for years and got married, and we're very close to each other. So. I came back to Ohio, um, moved in with my dad for a hot second, realized us living together wasn't the easiest thing to do in the world. So then I moved in with my grandma and grandpa, and I lived with them for several years. But not long after I moved in with them, I was again seeking that love and that affection and that, you know, void that was in my life. And so I started to do online dating and trying to find people. I wanted to find the person, the right person. I wanted to be married and be happy and be settled down and have all those things, have that little fairy tale that we all see in the Disney movies that I grew up watching. Ended up meeting a gentleman on a, a dating site. And, you know, we dated for a couple months, ended up, found out that he, at least from what I was told, you know, it wasn't mutual that he wasn't seeing it in the same end. And so we ended things. And then a few weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. So fast forward, you know, nine months and I had this amazing little baby boy born. I was 21 years old when that happened. Um, when I had my son, barely 21, still wasn't divorced yet from my military husband because he was still in the military. It was kind of complicated. And we just agreed to get divorced once his contract ended, which was coming up very soon. So had this little boy, I, at the time I was in hair school, you know, going to cosmetology school, trying to figure out what I wanted to be, who I wanted to be, and just wasn't taking life very seriously. You know, I was hanging out with people. I was never much of a party or anything like that, but I always had to be around somebody. I always had to have a boyfriend because I just didn't know how to be truly happy with who I am or with myself as a person. And but when I had this little boy, I remember holding him and just being so overwhelmed and so happy and this feeling of, wow, I have this little bundle of joy who is going to love me and isn't going to leave me. And that reality really, it hits you hard. You know, when you feel that that's what you need, you have to feel that love from somebody else. It's the only way you're going to be happy. And just that mental fear of, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose everybody I love. They're always going to leave me. Every guy I ever dated broke up with me. I think I broke up with one guy for my entire you know, dating career, basically. And here was this little boy that couldn't leave. You know, he was my son. I was his mom. He needed me. He relied on me. And that's when things started to really change in my life. I started to realize, you know, it's not just me anymore. I now have this little boy that I have to take care of, that I have to provide for, that I need to be 
the best me I can be for him. And so I started on this journey of really self-discovery. And it is not an easy process. It took years to really figure out and get to where I am now. But what I did when I started this is at first I went and enrolled in college. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to be able to take care of this little boy, I need to get me education. I need to be able to get a skill set and need to learn something so that I can get a good job uh, making money to be able to provide for him and take care of him. So I enrolled in school and I was the first person in my in my dad's family to actually get a college degree. I graduated with an associate's degree. And by that point, I was working a part-time job and I transferred after I got my associates to get my bachelor's degree. And my first semester at, at Ohio State for my bachelor's, I got word of one of the classes I needed to take was a very specific time of day. It was the only option available and I had to take that class. The problem was the part-time job I was working conflicted with that schedule. And that was the only time of day that I had to be at work. Every other time was flexible. So I ended up having to find a new job. And that kind of started to send a spiral of health problems for me. So as that's going on, I'm getting this new job. I'm trying to make things work. I realized, you know what? I need to buy a house because it is so much cheaper to buy a house than it is to rent an apartment. So I purchased a home. It was a starter home. My payment was way lower than my apartment rent was. I was so excited about it. I was like, perfect. This is great. Still having all these health issues, you know, but in this new job for a couple months, um, the, the time comes up where I need to renew my benefits, my uh, job and family service benefits for being a single parent in school where I get assistance with daycare, where I get assistance with food. And so I went and redid my application like I'd done the past, you know, three or four years. And all of a sudden, I got denied and I was like, well, what's, what do you mean I got denied? I'm making $23,000 a year and I have this house payment. I have this child, I'm in school. What do you mean I got denied? And I called them up and the lady told me, she's like, I'm so sorry, but unfortunately you make $50 a month too much money. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you, you make too much money. And unfortunately it's a very strict line. There's not really a lot of gray area. And so unfortunately we have to cut your benefits. So I went from, you know, paying $20 a week in daycare to $195 a week in daycare, which is, you know, about $800 a month. I went from paying no grocery bill to paying a two or $300 a month for groceries and diapers and those types of things. And was just found myself in a really bad place. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm trying to make my life right. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to, you know, go to school and try to take care of my son. And then this happens. This is just, just great. You know, I was very frustrated. I was very depressed. I was very upset by the whole situation, still dealing with all these health issues and realized I'm not going to be able to make this. I can't make my bills by doing all this. So I started using credit cards and I went and refinanced my car at the bank so that I could consolidate some of the credit card debt I already had, which don't ever do. I don't recommend doing those things. It was living off. I was taking student loans out to live off of because it was helping me kind of supplement some income. And lo and behold, something went wrong. My main line in my backyard actually collapsed in on itself. It was about a $3,800 fix. Um, of course, I had did not have $3,800. I didn't even have $3,800 worth of credit available. So I ended up refinancing my house. Um, by this point, I knew I was gonna. I was on the verge of either declaring bankruptcy or losing everything. So I went and picked up two more jobs. So now here I am, you know, with like a three-year-old little toddler, working three jobs, going to school full time, um, trying to make things the best they could. And I and I tell you this because I know a lot of people would be like, "Oh my gosh, I give up." 
but really, would you? You know, I couldn't give up. I was sitting there looking at this little boy saying no. And I'm, I'm stubborn, you know, it's in my genetics. Both my parents, my family, we're all very stubborn people sometimes. And I was like, no, I'm going to push through this. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to make it work, make it happen. So finally, so little light at the end of the tunnel, I started getting my health issues figured out. They determined I had anxiety-induced IBS. And so I've been able to start treating that, which was great. It was about a year before they figured out what was wrong with me. So I was dealing with that on top of everything else. Started, I was in my last semester of school, so I was about to graduate. I had met a nice, very nice guy at one of my jobs I was working at the time. And before meeting him, I had been single for three years, which was the longest I'd ever been single in my life. Again, going back to that whole time of I need to focus on me and finding who I was as a person, what makes me happy, and not look for it in somebody else because it's not going to be there. I'm going to be disappointed and let down every time. And so finally took a break from dating. As this long as I'd ever been single, I'd have boyfriends my entire life. And so being in that space, it was just a nice, refreshing time for me where I was able to take a step back and be like, all right, who is Tracy? And who is she? What is she supposed to be doing with her life? What is God calling her to do? And so I was able to take a step back and start evaluating those things. I still didn't have a clear picture on what that looked like yet, but I was getting there. After I graduated, I got my bachelor's degree and I ended up finally getting a full-time job, which paid a lot more money compared than what I was used to. I thought I was rich. It was great. Started paying off some of my debts. I had met a two different financial advisors, actually, that um, one of them introduced me to a budgeting tool that I now use with my clients. And the other one was kind of helping me lay out a plan on paying off my debts. Um, so started working that plan. In the meantime, my new boyfriend that I had met at work, we started getting more serious and started talking about marriage and those types of things. And, you know, then next thing I know, he ended up proposing to me and we got married a year and a half after that. We made so much progress on our debt because of that, you know, being able to combine our income when we got married and we were able to pay off over $50,000 worth of debt in a few years time, which was amazing. We still have student loans left. That's all we have left to go. And during this time, I mean, I, I am so grateful that I was able to take that step back and take time away from the dating life, from all those things and really take time to find myself. You know, I, I learned so much through the experience that I had with work and at school and really started diving into this person that I am today um, and started to see a plan that God had for me, which was to really help people that are struggling, that are going through hard times. And I didn't really know what that looked like. I didn't know how that was going to become something. I just knew that's what God wanted me to do. He was calling me to be a light for somebody else in their life that has struggled or went through hardship. And I knew he had the ball, so I just kept moving forward. And as things started kind of unwinding in this job, there were some shifts that were made, you know, with um, leadership, with who I reported to and some other areas. And it ended up in a really toxic situation, a very toxic environment, which was very unfortunate because I really enjoyed the job I was doing. Um, I was trying to make a difference, trying to help people like I felt I was being called to do. Just wasn't being allowed that. And so I started, you know, looking for another job because I'm like, this isn't, this isn't going to be fulfilling to me. I hated going to work every day. I was so upset and depressed. It was starting to take issues, it was starting to cause issues in my marriage. I mean, we were starting to have some issues between the two of us because I was always very frustrated and on edge and stressed out by this job because of the very toxic nature of it and the environment I was in. And so I started looking for a new job and God opened a door and blessed me with a new job that allowed me to get out of that position. But 
you know, we all know that when God works and he opens doors and he's calling you to something, if we don't listen, he's going to start showing us that door <laughs> a little bit more obvious by closing other doors or really kind of pushing us into that direction sometimes. And that's exactly what he did during the time as I was looking for a new job, I realized I wanted to own my own business. I realized I could help people the way I wanted to help them, but I was scared. I was like, oh, you know, I will get to that eventually. I don't need to do that right now. That's something I can do, you know, in a couple years. Yeah, I'll start making a business plan, but I have no plans on actually making this reality because I just got this new job offer. This is great. This is perfect. It's exactly what I want to do. So I get into this new job and not even a month into it, my son, who was in private school at the time, started having issues at school with his ADHD, where he would be having outbursts and acting violently and running from the teachers, doing all these things that we had never, ever seen him do before. And we were like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? So me and my husband are both taking turns, having to leave work. Um, it ended up being many days over the course of several months that we would have to leave work and go pick him up from school because the school would be calling us. Like, we can't, we don't know what to do with him. You need to come get him because he can't stay here right now disrupting the environment. We don't really have the proper uh, tools or resources to help support this. So of course, being in a new job, no matter how good you are at your job, when you start having to call up work a lot or leaving work a lot in your first couple months, it does not look good. So I actually ended up getting a getting released from the job. It wasn't a firing. It was more of a mutual leaving. They sat me down. They're like, we don't want to let you go. You're great at what you do. However, you're never here <laughs> because you're home with your son. At the same time, my son officially got kicked out of this school, this private school, and pretty much was like, you know, we can't have him here anymore. We don't have the resources. You need to enroll him in a public school. So there we were for a week's time where he wasn't in school at all because I was trying to transition him. And so he was home with me, so I couldn't go into my job. And that was when they were like, you know, you need to focus on your family and take this time for your family. I have never been fired from a job in my entire life. Um, it was a very defeating frustration because I was, I really was like, this job has potential. I'm making the most money I've ever made. This is great. So then that happens, got my son enrolled in public school. And the very next week, everything got shut down with COVID. <laughs> and we all know what that was like. And that, that craziness that we all experienced in the beginning of 2020. And through that, I was like, all right, I see it. I see it, God. I see you giving me this opportunity and pretty much saying, you need to do this now. And so that's when I really started my business and started really moving towards what God was calling me to. And so brings us full circle back to kind of here, why I'm here now. You know, I'm in business. Uh, this is my second year in business. I love helping people. I love working with people. My business has shifted so much and changed so much. And this podcast came out because of this aspect of what I've been through, you know, why this podcast? Well, because this podcast is going to help you break those cycles that are holding you back. You know, I broke a lot of cycles in my life that I was stuck in. And when I finally realized I don't have to be here, I don't have to be stuck in this. Things can be different. Things can change. I mean, that was a game changer for me. It was a complete shift in my mindset to this area where I can do something different. I have the power and I have the ability to change this, change my circumstances, change the situation I'm in. And it was very empowering to be able to do those things. And so I wanted to do this podcast because I want everybody else to know too, that you don't have to be in this, you know, you don't have to be stuck in what you're stuck in right now. You don't have to be stuck in the job that you hate. You don't have to be stuck with a relationship where you're being, you know, mentally or physically abused. I mean, you don't have to be stuck in these aspects we find ourselves in. 
So this podcast is really to bring that hope to people and to show you ways and tools and talk through these things, break these stigmas and these chains that are holding us all back from living the life we are called to live for living our purpose. So if you take anything at all away from this today, it's this, that no matter what you are going through in your life today, there is hope. There is hope that things can change, that they can be better, that you can be better. And all we need to do to make that happen is to break out of the cycle that's keeping us where we are. Sometimes just taking that small step forward is the hardest step, but the most rewarding. You know, stepping out into going to college, stepping out into being a single mom, stepping out into making a life that I wanted to have for me and my son, it was not easy. I could have easily stayed in my situation. I could have easily stayed there. I could have quit the job that was making too much money so I could keep my benefits. I could have done all these different things, but I decided I didn't want to stay in that. I wanted to provide for my son. I wanted to give him a life that he deserved and that I deserved. You know, I, I needed to take care of us and I needed to do what was best for us. And that's not always easy. You know, taking a step out into that is not always easy, but I can tell you it's life-changing when you do. So just to wrap up with things today, just know that there is hope. You know, there is hope. And it's going to be different. You know, there's always going to be change. There's always going to be things that happen. There's going to be bad things that happen. But just know you're not alone. You're not alone in that. Um, There's always people around you that have been through those things. There is, you know, places you can go for safety or to get the support you need. And most of all, God's there. He is with you through all of these things. He was with me through all of that. Even when I walked away from him for a little while during my younger days where I didn't really want to listen to what he was telling me. I didn't want to do the things that I was supposed to do as a Christian or any of those areas, but he never gave up on me and he's never going to give up on you. All right, friends, that's it for today. We're continuing the discussion over in the Design and Renew tribe. More information at design-renew.mn.co. If you've taken away good information, subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts, share this episode with a friend, or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. 